Icicle, bicycle, left field. Left field? What about right field? No. It's never like, oh, came way out of right field. No, I mean, nobody does do that. That is weird. Well, it's not What's, really. what's wrong with left field? It's about, you're holding the bat in the, the certain way around. So I guess, like, if you're a lefty... No, I'm left, I am a lefty, though. Yeah, do you go, I came way out of right field? I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, things have started to get iffy in the universe. Like we've we've had deaths, we've had corrections. We've got a lot yeah, of stuff going on in the background. It's getting really difficult to fathom the big picture of what's going on. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is like because we know the end goal. Yeah, that, that like, helps, like that helps, but, but like, because if we didn't know that, we would be like, oh, I don't understand what's happening now, and I mean, I don't really understand what's happening anyway. I mean, I think but, to say that in the whole previous series, we understood what was happening. We had a general idea of like isn't where correct, things were going, though. But like, like, I felt more like we had a direction. Mm. Like, I, I could see what's going on. I think we've got a lot of characters now. Yeah, and. You know, it's about working out where each of them fits into the grander scheme. Whereas previously, we only really had like three principal characters. Yeah. And at least one of them, you know, was power mad. That is true. I like, I think what would be quite fun is if we could forget that Space Jam exists and see whether or not... You see know, what we think's happening and yeah. then apply Space Jam... Afterwards. Uh, afterwards. Yeah. Do a, se- like, a second cheeky pass. Yeah, like, Just uh, like and where does Space Jam fit in? Like, oh. like, like, do you th- do you think if we didn't know Space Jam existed, we would come to the conclusion now that this was all leading to some sort of intergalactic basketball game? I think by this point, I think we would think basketball is of some cosmic relevance. Yeah, or potentially baseball, or potentially baseball, but that hasn't come up as much. No, it hasn't. Like basketball because the ba- yeah. up in the tiny like this, yeah, the there's tiny basketball things. shoes. You see people playing basketball, you know, just practicing quite a bit. So yeah. So I don't know I think I think we'd have cottoned on that you know basketballs of some. What we need to do is oh no we have mentioned Space Jam quite a few times. I was going to say we should, we need to find somebody who doesn't know Space Jam exists. Sorry, force are you them saying, to listen to the podcast. <laughs> did you just say we have said Space Jam quite a few times? No, on no, our no, podcast, no, the Space Jam continues. No, no I'm, I'm saying we've mentioned Space Jam as in the, like the film quite a few times. But it'd be quite good to find somebody who doesn't know Space Jam exists. Edit our who entire back catalogue. Yeah. Edit our entire back catalogue to get rid of like us talking about the film Space Jam. Force them to listen to it and see if they come to the conclusion of intergalactic basketball game. Maybe that's that's when we get to that's Space season Jam. Three. And we, go, <laughs> we go okay, we better take another pass at it with someone ignorant of the movie Space Jam. And I, I, I realised then when I said someone who doesn't know exists, it sounded like. Yeah, I genuinely thought that was absurd. Yeah, yeah. But, but like it's you know, it's totally it's, it, possible. It, it goes Citizen Kane, Space Jam. <laughs> like, but the thing is, there must be somebody out there who doesn't know that Space Jam is because it was ninety six. So anybody born after ninety six, I reckon, of the pool of people who would happily come onto this podcast uh-huh. for, as you're discussing, an entire second pass <laughs> of these cartoons, uh, of that pool of people, uh-huh. I reckon it would be. 
easier to find someone who didn't know Citizen Kane existed. Yeah, possibly. Right. So it's Space Jam, you know, it's it wasn't great, but it's a big deal. It well, you know, <laughs> it was a big deal. It definitely was. Hence this. Hence this thing. Uh, <laughs> so well. uh saying there's a lot of characters, it's hard to keep up, but actually our pool of characters for this episode is is reasonably reasonably focused. Like it's uh, it's Hector heavy. Uh sorry, I just I read forward a little bit. Don't sorry. <laughs> 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 don't read forward a little bit okay okay <laughs> yeah okay yeah you no, collecting yourself yep so uh it's a hector heavy episode and previously we've seen him as sort of the voice of reason yes like he's been quite a level-headed well, well, yeah chap. we figured out last time he was probably like the foreman for sylvester yeah like so dogs still hold like a reasonably prominent position in the yeah. workforce um cats just doing their job uh but uh, I think this is two dogs, isn't it? Because Shep is a dog as well. Yeah. So we got. Let's see. Let's see if we get any insight into you know dog life. Yeah. Uh, from Bone Sweet Bone, uh, which is a Shep and Hector number from May twenty second, nineteen forty eight. Get right. involved. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that was, but it wasn't Hector. No, he was, he was the wrong colour, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time with the labelling on these 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 archived films, like I wonder if someone's trying to pull the wool over our eyes in some way. Either they're just lazy. I'm, I'm thinking that like, they kind of just skip through and just go, ah, oh, it's Hector. And they just write it down. Like It's just somebody who doesn't really care about their job. Someone, someone who isn't doing their due diligence. Yeah. Not like you and I. No, no, I mean, you know, without, we're, we're watching every investigative journalism yeah. podcast, the Space Jam Continuum. I mean, I, I got my spyglass out, I had a good little look, <laughs> and it wasn't him. It, it wasn't him at all. At all. He, uh, for, for a start, he didn't have the same cool temperament. He didn't, no. I mean, in all fairness, though, he was being robbed throughout the whole thing. That's true. So the premise of the episode uh, <laughs> is uh, there's a, well, it's like a paleontologist i guess i guess like, so yeah. he's he, a sort of scientist of some kind running an exhibition looks like elmer he's, with a beard he looks like elmer with a beard he doesn't speak like elmer no but we think it's another egghead that made it it's just too similar yeah they, they, they to look too too close so uh it's interesting that elmer is not the only egghead who who you know got every egghead's wish and turned human it's happened since yes uh but this guy he's missing one of the bones from this skeleton he's putting together for a display uh and he sends his dog shep out he sees a, a hector like big bulldog sort yeah. of situation going off with bone in a, mouth a, a bone and he sends shep his little puppy dog off to get it yeah uh, he's very short-tempered with shep like he just loses yeah. his shit very quickly uh and it's completely unreasonable because he finds the bone in his pocket immediately afterwards. and it's quite a big bone he must have at least felt the bulge. Yeah. You know when you you know when you know can feel your wallet in your pocket and you're like, yeah. yeah, I know my wallet's there. I don't need to check. I know it's there. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. But he doesn't call Shep back. Shep no. goes and basically tries to rob who is labelled as Hector, but clearly isn't no. for the rest of the episode. Um, And then he goes back and the guy's like, oh, uh, you've just, you've what you've got there is just an old soup bone. I found the... I found the other one in my pocket immediately pocket after Immediately you left. after you left and did nothing about it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the broad premise of the episode. Uh, some interesting, some interesting shenanigans. Yeah. 
so Shep, he's he's handy. Uh, he, he knows what he's about. He like he's definitely a sentient tune. Yeah. Like he's he's got too many skills. He's to, got too many uh, tools. Yeah. To to like, have not like he knows how to mine. Yeah. Like he and that's not something you just pick up. He's got equipment. Like, yeah. Exactly. So. So there's definitely like a subdom situation going on between him and the paleontologist. Just the way he was groveling and kissing his feet. Yeah, because he was really going for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just hamming up the the servile nature. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But he's he's went out and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, now I can use all the skills at my fingertips. Let's go. Let's get this bone. Also, just I think at the end when he's told that, uh, you know, it's just a soup bone. It was just soup bone. Uh, I think he bre- he breaks character a bit and it, it oh, like yeah. it belies that they're, they're they're in a relationship him and this scientist yes. guy uh it's just because he's suddenly not pretending to be like a little servile dog anymore it's just like well if you think this incident is going to upset me <laughs> yeah and it's, it's just like it's like yeah it's fantastic like, voice it's like yeah it's good it's not the voice i expected no. to come out of chef i no. like it I but like also it. singing earlier as well, because at one point he wakes up uh, the Hector-like dog, but then sings him to sleep again, and it's like, oh, it's actually quite a nice singing it's voice. It's quite nice. Yeah. Uh, we see from this uh, Hector-esque character uh, some tremendous athletic um, yeah. uh, prowess, demonstrating, uh, yeah, uh, skill uh, not only in uh, football, yeah. but uh, in the two. Uh, principal yeah. bet hedging sports of the Space Jam continuum: baseball and uh, basketball. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we were asking ourselves, oh, why didn't they get this guy? This guy's pretty damn good. Like this would have been a good place to start. Like, yeah. why have you got Porky Pig? That seems a bit <laughs> odd, doesn't it? That, that seems he, like he's, a poor choice. Yeah. He, I mean, would, for the Toon look, Squad, we, we we imagine Porky the Fourth, but I mean, we don't know. By the time we get there, it could be Porky the Fifth. Because, like, actually thinking about it, like, and I, I don't remember it well. Like, but just thinking of the rundown of people who are in Toon Squad, like yeah. Porky really doesn't fit that roster. No, like Bugs, you know, pretty damn yeah. good at stuff. Taz. Taz, like I get, I get yeah, why yeah. he's in there. Exactly, a bit of a wild he's card, got energy. I get why he's in there. Yeah, like, uh, so Daffy, like, like I, I yeah, can understand he's why good he's at in stuff. There. Like, yeah. and he, he, but he's like very Porky, competent. like yeah, why is I, Porky? Yeah, I, I don't get the Porky bit. And why is this dog not? I'll tell you why. Because he's killed at the end of this episode. <laughs> he does. It's, well. it's just like because we were literally just going, oh, like why didn't they get him? Like, 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 why has Hector become such a prominent character when this guy's clearly better? And then it was just like, oh yeah, no, that's why he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, he runs into a wall, and then for good measure, Shep bashes him against the wall again. Yeah. Uh, then so he, he murders a dog for this flops bone. backwards onto the ground. Shep uses him to jump over a wall, and then just chucks a flower into his. Yeah, into hands. his crossed hands. Yeah, like yeah, like Shep just killed a dog to get a bone back for his master. That was just a soup bone. Yeah. Do you think? Um. Do you think like that? Because we see it quite a lot. Like that level of passive funeral arrangements is just acceptable in the universe. I mean, I guess I suppose maybe like maybe if you do is that, it like just an apologetic? I'm sorry. You yeah. Well, what I'm thinking out. is if like if if you do that, does that get you off the crime? You're well, like, you don't have to go to zoo. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think it completely get you off the crime, but I think it'd show, it'd show like, you it, know... It, it, brings it, it, it brings it down to a misdemeanour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, I do a bit of community service and we'll just call it quits. Don't do it again. Do you think that's why that dog that killed all those people, we, we never saw him in zoo, because he just he, he technically buried them all? 
I, I mean, I guess so. Or may, maybe just maybe he always had like a funeral service. Well, if you and think just about put it, on really nice services for them he all. He blew one load of them up. Yeah. After, as you say eloquently, but this was like, sorry, this is yeah. this is something from like way way back at the start, <laughs> like second the, the episode, second episode we ever did. But uh, like, it was the the biggest mass murder we've witnessed in the Tudorverse. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he blows up a group of people. But as you put it, he was making a hole. At he the was. Time. Yeah, he was building a he hole. He was building a hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're in there. Yeah, they're buried. Yeah, like, buried. So, yeah. Okay, like, job done. Misdemeanor. Yeah. To pick up some litter or something. And then the second time he killed a load of people, he was in a fire, cremated. It's like <laughs> there it is. As a, like, if, if you make some sort of semblance towards a funeral, yeah, uh, like arrangement, then yeah, it must knock it down to misdemeanor. So in. The Tooniverse, if you want to murder somebody, your best bet is to either bury them alive or burn them. Yeah. Uh, that's just good advice. That's just good. Uh, as your, Some good solid advice. legal counsel <laughs> for the Tooniverse. Ah, <laughs> oh, should we become two lawyers? That'd be quite no, good. That's a, that's a follow-up series. I know, it? I know. Two, two lawyers. <laughs> Uh, that's pro- that, that that's probably a tangent got legs going that. on at some point. That's though. got legs that, It's just like, how does the law work? Yeah. Like, literally... Like, just focus on that for a bit. Ah, uh, we could pass the tomb bar. That'd be good. <laughs> we could set the tomb bar. <laughs> we could set the tomb bar. <laughs> uh, shall we? Uh, shall we move on? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Uh, so we left last week on a Bugs Bunny Yosemite Sam episode. Yeah, uh, and we've got another one here. Um, it's uh called Bugs Bunny Rides Again, so it sounds like it's going to have a sort of western bent. Yeah. So you know, Yosemite Sam sort of back. Well, in. Apparently, it's a follow up to uh, Hair Trigger from nineteen forty five. But, I mean, we've seen follow-ups fir- before, and they've just not really been a follow-up at all. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one Hair Trigger was. Was that another <clears> one <throat> where he was robbing the train? Yeah, that was my guess, but... Yeah, I guess it's just because it's got bugs in it, isn't it? It's called Hair Trigger. I, I guess so, yeah. Well, let's check it out. Uh, it's called Bugs Bunny Rides Again, and it's a Bugs Bunny Yosemite Sam number from uh, June 12th, 1948. Let's watch that. interesting bits to talk about there then isn't there yeah there is so uh, the it's clearly a wild west one so the the frontier towns still exist yeah uh and uh are still mainly populated with humans yes right there there was no other um like animal tunes yeah other than bugs oh and a a skunk oh yeah one skunk that uh, skunk was there. It was. It was. It was all dudes. Yeah, but it was. All, all I think. Dudes. I think the skunk was there mainly to be part of the gag. Yeah, and I guess so. But like, what what be in it for him? Or is that just just a, just commitment to the bit? Yeah, he just he just really likes it. Like like maybe his tomb power is anytime somebody says like a skunk gag, he just appears there. He just goes. And he's in. like, ah, oh, that's why he has like a little like bindle. Uh, bindle. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a, he's a traveling. Yeah, he's, yeah, a he's, traveling traveling <laughs> he's a traveling bitman. He's traveling bitman. He's traveling bitman. So uh, we saw the iconic uh, Yosemite Sam come in under the saloon doors yeah. moment, which is which is good fun. Yeah, it's nice to see Yosemite Sam fully into his element because he's been sort of flitting around trying different stuff. Yeah, he's been doing different bits. Hasn't you he? know, he tried being a pirate for a bit and things like that. So it's like he's just he's gone. No, I was right to begin with. I'm a Wild West man. Yeah, let's 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 focus on that. Um, Bugs, for some reason, has also decided he's a Wild West man. 
Yeah, I, I think he knows he isn't. I think yeah, he's just got I, he, something he, to do. I, yeah, I think he just likes to be, you know, involved, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, and he loves a costume. Absolutely, he loves, he a, co- loves a costume. He loves an outfit. Yeah, so if he's like, oh, there's a reason to put a costume on, I'm in. Let's go. Uh, and he loves he loves impressions. So he was yeah. there. He's doing his Gary Cooper bit. Yeah. Um, now, interestingly, when we first see him, though, like Yosemite Sam comes in, basically clears out everyone in the bar and Bugs yeah, doesn't I don't know why though Bugs do- yeah like it's like oh, I want an empty pub yeah please. it's like I want no atmosphere yeah. <laughs> I want everyone scared of me but I don't know that's his that's his vibe he's yeah. got because he, he also he's got to rebuild his reputation he's been off pirating for a bit and he's gone that's not worked out I need to rebuild my my street cred yeah, yeah. pretty fast he does a good uh, job though which is why he's got his maroon chaps on but we'll get to that yeah uh, so yeah Bugs won't leave the bar uh, interesting though, talking about people liking being involved. When we first see bugs, there's like names all scratched into the yeah, wood. Ca- yeah, yeah, carved into the noticed. wood. And uh, it's got Mike, Frizz, and PJ. PJ's on the other side. Yeah. And Ted. Yeah. On one side, which is going to be Fritz Freelang and Mike Maltese. And I don't really know who Ted is. Well, I'll keep, keep a lookout. Yeah. There's definitely a Ted something, I'm sure. There is a Ted. Pierce, Ted Pierce. That could be Ted Pierce. Is that is that that rings a bell? And then on the other side, there's PJ. We didn't know who that was, so we looked that up, and apparently he's a background artist. Yeah, exactly. Like like, they've just entered the Tooniverse. I reckon he's the person who, uh, when someone's got to go undercover uh, for the agency, he's the one who works out all their sort of cover. He he works out their background. background Yeah, exactly. Oh, my background Ah, man. That's his. That's his deal. He's yeah. a forger for the agency. Yeah, but a bit feckless of them to go when travelling in the Tooniverse. Like, they, they were... They'd obviously just got <clears throat> drunk in that saloon though, and you'd just be like, well, "Yeah, oh, I think so." And I think like that they must have been on some sort of mission together. Yes, like, and it's just like, you know, it's just like a, a either a either that or it's a it's a like a meeting place, you know, to kind of like transfer like kind of notes or hand over uh, like briefcases. So that you know, you mark your name on the post when you've made your drop, and then somebody I don't else know, comes in. I don't in. think you'd use your like your name that directly though. Ah, mean, but none of them use their full names. They all used like kind of nicknames for themselves. Well, I don't, Mike. Mike and Mike doesn't count as a nickname. Depends what his real name is. Michael, <laughs> like, like I don't know what you wanted from me there. It's might your name might not be Michael though. Like we're just assuming we're just assuming the information we're getting here is the correct information. Their real true. names because you know why would they put their real names on uh, a wiki site? That's silly. <laughs> <laughs> why would they put their real names on the door of a Western saloon? Well, I'm but saying then, they didn't know. That's no, the thing. but I reckon they. No, I I I think. I'm more on board with like they were just drunk in the saloon. They were on some sort of mission. Maybe yeah. it was after a successful possibly you know, yeah. uh, foray into the Tooniverse. They, you know, boys will be boys. <laughs> and they just carved they their just name carved their into the wall. The what they didn't know is that it was going to be focused on so directly by the portal at any point. Yeah. Because Bugs is there. Well, maybe Bugs and wanted to just draw attention to it. And that's why he stood there. Yeah, that's also a good point. Maybe Bugs is going rogue yeah you know i mean he's always been a bit rogue but always <laughs> he's going a bit he, more i've always rogue. presumed he has some connection to the agency but maybe not bugs mm. and uh, porky and daffy yeah maybe not bugs maybe Who not knows? we've not really been given because well, any... he's a bit of a he's a bit of a loose cannon as bugs isn't he well like... maybe not bugs yet ah right maybe yeah. he's trying to show the agency that he's he's onto them 
Yeah. He's like, he's I, trying know, to draw attention. I know what like, you're about. Yeah, he is so, me. So, you know, do with that information what you want. It's a power play. Yeah. Bugs. Uh, so the other thing that uh, came up was th- this word maroon again. Yeah, Bugs keeps calling uh, Yosemite Sam a maroon. And like with Who Framed Roger Rabbit having happened the previous year, yeah, 1947 in our world, um, like we know that for a good few years before that, maroon tunes has been a thing, and yeah. like. We had it down as sort of like, it's not a Tooniverse in and of itself. It's like Toontown is something that RK Maroon built yeah. uh, for Toons who didn't live in the Tooniverse. He yes. lived in, in our, in world, our but world, in his town. In, in Toontown. Um, and we thought there'd probably be some sort of stigma to that. Yeah. Like, and that they're also sort of the absolute just wackiest ones. Like, yeah, they do seem to be the ones. Insane. Yeah, like the ones that are just taking it a bit. Far. Like like bugs, you feel like you could have a conversation with bugs. Yeah, but the maroon tunes, it's just like what? this is intense. Yeah, and uh, so like I think Yosemite Sam's a maroon. Yeah, no, I, th- I think he is. Like, we saw him in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and, and we hadn't seen him much before. And bugs does keep using it like a slur. Yeah, and. He was wearing his maroon chaps. He was now we know he's chaps. trying to rebuild his street cred at this point after taking some time out from the the regular Wild West banditry game to try his hand at piracy. Yeah, um, he's wearing his maroon chaps because he's, he's. I think it's colours. I think it's like yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, 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 he's got, got his gang colours on. He's got his gang like, colours ah, on. Yeah. He's representing, and uh, you know, bugs bugs ain't taking kindly to it. No, he's not. But I mean, it, like, it does seem that Yosemite Sam has moved more permanently into the Tooniverse. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, he's stepped through and he's like, nah, I'm, I'm comfortable here. Yeah, but I think like, I think that's why he's always aging. been sort of an outsider and a bit of an outlaw. Like, yeah. you know, you've never, we've never really seen Yosemite Sam getting on that way. But he had his brother. Yeah. Well, there was another very similar looking character at some point. Yeah, there was. Um, I can't remember really. But that, that, that uh, relationship definitely soured quickly. Yeah, it did. Well, it was when um, it was when Daffy first met them, and he was coming round, and it was in the winter, and they were going to eat yes, him. Yes, they were going to eat him. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe his brother starved to death. Maybe he did. Oh, maybe. Who knows? You simply Sam ate him. Oh God. He is a Lovecraftian horror from beyond the pale. <laughs> so <laughs> he really is. Uh, well, there's a thought. So there's a thought. Mm. Uh, but yeah, most of the rest of the episode just involves. Uh, Bugs trying to chase down Yosemite Sam. Yosemite Sam is a better cowboy than Bugs. It's oh, ni- yeah. It's yeah, nice to see occasionally someone be better than Bugs at something. Yeah, but Bugs can lay bricks. Unfortunately, like, yeah, they go into. Earth. He zips through a tunnel, jumps off his horse, and starts laying a brick wall, and uh, Yosemite Sam plows right into it. Because, yeah. as established in like the second episode we ever yeah. watched, the one with the monkey building commissioner. Yes. Uh, so, like. In that second episode, uh, it basically revolved around Porky building a building quicker than another guy with the help of a elite bunny bricklayer. Yeah. Who did it with his ears. And yes, really oh, he was so quick. <clears throat> so what Yosemite Sam didn't uh, count on is that rabbits are naturally inclined to be some of the fastest brickies in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, if, you've got, if you can use your ears to start laying... I mean, if I could lay bricks with my ears... 
Because so, so quick. <laughs> so fast. Yeah, I'd be bricklayer well, rather than podcast. I know. I mean, are you imagining having bunny like ears and yeah. laying, or are you imagining laying bricks with your ears? I couldn't lay bricks with my ears. <laughs> like, because, like, ridiculous. I don't think they're long enough for it to be, Even if you could hold a brick with your ears, that would be impressive. Yeah, like the strain on your neck after all, just like, moving that around that quickly just to turn your head. Yeah. Oh, imagine down. how hench your neck would be. I mean, oh, I think like, it would be broken. No, I mean, like, like, not if you start off with like smaller bricks, smaller bricks, like Lego bricks. Tyler, you start like start a tiler. Lego. You start as a tiler. Yeah, and then you move up to bricks. Yeah, once you've built the once you've built the neck strength. Yeah, and then you get into dry stone walling. Yeah, so you can do the you can do the simple you can do the simple like simple like garden wall affair. Yeah, and then like once your neck's strong enough, you can do like a block and brick sort of full yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, insulated wall situation. Because you can get those breeze blocks going on, and then I think dry stone walling. It's not necessarily like you're lugging, like you just don't know. It's how the awkward thing. shapes. That's the it's thing. It's the awkward the, shapes. Yeah. You, like that's that takes a lot of not only neck strength, yeah, but like very fine neck control. Yeah, neck dexterity. Yeah, or Ooh. just Ooh. just get longer bunny ears, <laughs> or just get longer and, and it'll be easier. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, stretch them out first before yeah. you start working on it. All right. That that's what the the top the top bricklaying bunnies in the industry <laughs> advise yeah they spend a bit of time on the ear rack yeah their ear as a kid yeah their ear profile yeah and then <laughs> then start working on the big strong neck uh this is what this is what we've descended into <laughs> <laughs> i think i think that's as good a reason as any to uh go Move and on. check out the uh porky piggy bank. yeah i think it's a good yeah, idea let's go, let's go short ears on that <laughs> Okay, so uh, we make the Space Jam continue every week for free. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, just forever. And, uh, forever, and it's not going to change. It, uh, That's what well. forever means. <laughs> I, hopefully, oh, we're not doing it forever. Like a year and a half, maybe we've got it left. Depends, it maybe depends, two. Depends what if we look. We might get in too deep. How oh, we might get, but forever. Well, we just don't know. We've got to get a Space Jam eventually. But for us to do it forever, <laughs> or even for the potential year and a half, uh, yeah. We, we we could do with a little bit of of of, of help from from your end. We're, yeah. we're, like, firstly, all of you who listen, thank you so much. It's good to know we're not in this alone. Yeah. But you know, there's a few little things you could do to help us out. I mean, principally, just tell some people. Oh yeah, tell 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 loads of people. Like, like us on iTunes. Because review you, us if you like the show. You know, there's a high chance other people will like the show. I should imagine so. So you know, just just drop a little just drop a little uh, recommendation. Uh, if you listen on iTunes, please, please, please uh, take a minute of your time to leave us a review because it really helps our visibility. Uh, yeah. And, you know, we, we, we don't crop up in various uh, lists simply because we don't have enough, enough ratings. Yeah. So pl- please, if you, if, you, if you like the show and you want to help us out, just take a moment of your time. I've got, I've got an example of a review. Okay. Uh, this is great. I really like it. You should listen to it. Five stars. That's good. It's a good example. You don't ha- like. You can give us a bad review if you want. It's fine. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. Just as long as there's something. I mean, preferably don't give us a bad review. Oh, I if you're listening not. at this point, you probably wouldn't be thinking about a bad review. Because if you're this, if you're in this deep, you're probably yeah, you, like you've this. got to justify <laughs> your sunk cost. At yeah, this point. exactly. Uh, otherwise, uh, 
over on kaiju.fm which is uh the network we're a part of there's a bunch of other great shows you can listen to uh there's uh law masters which is a dnd uh like little nuggets of inspiration for your dnd campaign yeah, it's really handy uh there's uh the prestige uh movie podcast uh you're on that at the moment aren't you uh, uh yeah i've got one more one more to do yeah one more to do uh and then uh there's cal's other podcast uh yeah. by the mash ton yeah it's it's a it's, it's a home brewing based one you know we, we we brew beer we drink the beer and we talk about the beer that's you know it's very it's, beer based it's beer centric if you like beer you're probably gonna but, like that you know he does, you do that with mike and his dulcet tones he's got such he's a radio got voice. radio it's voice. amazing like, it's even just, just like, for that just yeah it's like i could to listen it. to him talk about anything for yeah, us like so, oh there you go so give that a go uh, so there's tons of stuff to enjoy over there. There is also, uh, if you're feeling particularly supportive, mm. uh, if you click support us over at kaiju.fm, uh, Rob, who runs the network, has set up a Patreon page. And there's sort of there's various goodies you can get. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for as little as a, a dollar a month, you could really, really help us keep the whole thing afloat. And if well, you go it. and listen to those other great shows, it's 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 so so little money per it, episode. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, like that just goes directly towards support, like keeping the network running yeah, as opposed to anything else. Yeah, like we're not we're not going to be raking in the dollar. That's no. Warner Brothers' job. Exactly. We're still waiting on the Warner Brother dollar to come through. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm guessing that it's just got lost in the mail. Yeah. Well, I mean. Because they the must have cut that check do, ages ago. The best thing we can do to get that Warner Brother dollar in is uh, to carry on doing our good hard work for Warner Brothers Entertainment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if we we start doing that immediately, that'd uh, be good. Okay, let's let's get back to work. All right, then. What are we watching, Cal? Uh, we're going to be watching The Upstanding Sitter, the which upstanding is uh, Daffy sitter. and Hector. Hector? Do you think yeah. it's going to be Hector this time? Well, I mean, it, it can't be the other dog because he's dead. So I'm guessing it's going to have to be either Hector or another Hector-like dog. I mean, in the notes here, we've got Cinecolor on both of them. And I'm wondering if oh. uh, it was a product of some sort of, you know, new fancy coloration that they go, shall we make Hector brown? Or Cinecolor is the name of some sort of cloning agency. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about them apples? How do you feel about them apples? Let's find out how we feel about them apples. Uh, In The Upstanding Sitter, it's a Daffy and Hector number from July 3rd, 1948. I have quite a lot of questions about this now. Yeah. Like the Hector situation, like Daffy's whole situation. I think it's probably easiest if we just go through the general flow of the episode and okay, deal so, with them as they come up. Like Daffy is working as a sitter for a sitting agency. Now, he's pretty good at it. Yeah, he seems to actually like, be holding it together. Yeah, like he's he's like it's calmed him right down. Either he's calmed himself down to hold the job. Well, like he was definitely doing like a little uh, like recital of like yeah. an oath um, at the start uh, and like yeah I think I think it's working I think like he's managing to keep this sort of 
this his daffiness under constitution yeah. in his brain enough to keep his daffiness under control so he can at least hold down a what, job. What I did find interesting... Because he's their star sitter as well. He, he is their star sitter. And at no point did he use his tomb powers to fly. Yes. And he could have, but he didn't. He was like, no, I, I'm a member of society. I'm holding down a job. I'm not going to use my tomb powers. Yeah, but he can... He, surely he can fly... Because that was one of the things I was going to ask. But let's, let's go through the flow of the episode. But like... So he goes to... Uh, Exit. Yeah. Uh, an egg. An <laughs> egg. Yeah. Um, but the egg, well, the, the mother goes out, obviously, and then the egg hatches, and uh, this jaded little yeah. chick comes out. It's like, you know, the standard sort of, oh, mama. Oh, no, I'm not your mother. Papa? Yeah. It's like, no. And then he's like, uncle, uncle and- cousin. <laughs> yeah, first he just cousin. goes through all of it. Well, he doesn't go through it like that because uh, he goes through three uncle, yeah. cousin, first cousin, then you're a stranger. Yeah. And it's like, what? A, the family structure is incredibly built in to. Well, I'm wondering try. what the mother was reading that egg. Yeah. Like, because uh, you, you know how, like, um, like when. Uh, Women are pregnant. Yeah, if, 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 if you womb. read to the baby, it's supposed to, you know, it's supposed to be here and like, you know, it's supposed to do some good. So I'm wondering whether or not they heard the same thing and the the mother has been reading to the egg, but has just been reading, I don't know, like the local news or, you know, just like really terrible things that you shouldn't be reading to an egg. <laughs> <laughs> what should you be reading to an egg? Um, chicken run. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, but that would make him. That would be harrowing. That would make him. Genuine. Yeah. Um. Animal Farm. Yeah. That, that wasn't written then, though. I don't that, think. But that is it, that is like very much uh, in line with the kind of thing I think he must have been being read because yeah. he's very jaded. Like Tiller the Hen. Like he scares the shit out of himself. He's like, I'm gonna be out on my own. Like, no, it's fine. No, yeah. I'm gonna be chicken out there. Chicken hogs, tigers, tigers, dogs. Doesn't seem bothered by the dog, though. He was like, dogs are going to chase me. And then Hector was in there. But yeah. he seemed bothered by that. Anyway, the, the chick leaves. Yeah. He goes, yeah, I'll see you then, stranger. Yeah. And Daffy spends most of the episode trying to get the chick back. Now, yeah, as you brought up, like, this would have been very easy if Daffy just flew. Yeah. Now, I know he usually uses his toon powers to fly in a weird and exciting way. Yes. But he's still a duck. Like, he's still fly. Yeah. So why why not? I, 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 I have no I have no good answer for it other than you know maybe like once they've got that level of sentience maybe they they've lost the ability to fly. It's possible, like Kenku in D and D. Yeah, they can't fly. Yeah, exactly. They have uh, dreams of flying all the time. Yeah, so possibly like his tomb power just fortunately is that he can fly, which is, is why we never see him fly. Too properly. much like arms now. Probably. I mean, if you flap really hard, you can't fly. Yeah, because I guess also it depends, like, when you have your moment and you become sentient, like, what what you're becoming sentient to deal with. And if yeah. that required you to need arms... Well, that's it. It's like, well, you've got arms now. Yeah. Sorry. Not wings. Learn to live with it. Yeah, because there's definitely a physical change that happens with the moment. Um, and, like, because I'm guessing there must be some sort of... Uh, changing bone structure and stuff like that to you know to hold that you know more upright form. Yeah. So uh, the the change in bone density because we maybe discussed what, por- what Porky would look like before if he was just a pig. Yeah, exactly. Side legs, he'd just be like a a tube looking up. <laughs> <laughs> he would be. 
Oh, <laughs> sausage with eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, like, like possibly his bones are just too dense now, and it's just fortunate that one of his tomb powers is the ability to fly. Yeah, which is why we so. never see him flying with flappy arms because he just doesn't need to. He does it occasionally, but I think that's just yeah. But as a joke, yeah, it's just a joke, doesn't he? <laughs> Same way we see him swimming through the air. Uh, Hector is in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Daffy keeps smashing his house the first yep. time. Like, by accident. But the other two times... Well, the second time, Hector seems to try and get his house smashed up. And each time, you know, he comes back on Daffy and, like, you know, smashes him up a bit. Yeah. Now, this is... This is grey Hector. We're back to, like, recognisably Hector. Yes. But he's far quicker to anger. He's not the level-headed Hector we had in the past. And I'm starting to adjust my viewpoint and think that Hector isn't necessarily super level-headed. He just wants the easy life, and yeah. like by whatever means. Because also we've noticed that whenever he's got a kennel, it's just got a different name above. Yeah, it. he just doesn't care. He's like, call me whatever you want. Just call me whatever house. you want, as long as I've got my good little house. Yeah. And I think after the first smashing of the house, this time he was deliberately repairing it, and getting smashed up by Daffy, such that like he had a number of incidents he could report to whoever. It's like this duck smashed my house. Yeah. So he could get on insurance a better house yeah 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 but like maybe he just wanted an extension because i don't think he likes work like he's no. the foreman yeah of sylvester he doesn't do anything no, he's no, the, no he just tells sylvester to do it and most of the time we see him he's asleep in a new kennel he is with a new name he's a bit of a freeloader yeah but i mean it, like it, it, it's possible like he's just you know he's had a bit of a hard life like maybe the war wasn't too friendly to him and now he's just like oh, no, no. yeah but da- daffy is pulled his shit together and now he's the star sitter at a sitting agency that is account. true and the war we know was so not kind to daffy so hector really should be learning from daffy yeah but that's hope- not something you should ever <laughs> ever thought that, i'd really say yeah that's not you, sh- you should learn some lessons from daffy duck <laughs> yeah yeah you could you could take a shining yeah, example up your from ideas. daffy duck yeah buck up your ideas pal yeah look no, at daffy so, he's sold himself i imagine out. hector was in the war like yeah you know but like yeah, he, he could learn a thing or two from Daffy Duck. I think so. Like he's plucky, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> you know. he knows what he's about. But yeah, so yeah, most of the episode just revolves around Daffy trying to get this chick back. He doesn't. No. Uh, and uh, after the third uh, house smashing, uh, he calls the agency and says that he's because he's getting spanked by Hector at yeah. the time that he's going to have to do all of his sitting standing up from yeah. now on. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's the, and that's where it ended. And that's the end of the episode. And like, so so, I'm guessing Mother comes home at that point and reigns in the, reigns in the chair. Yeah, but do you, do, I, I imagine he's not going to be the star sitter at this sitting agency anymore. Uh, I mean, I thought maybe, maybe the mother just knows what Hector slash Spike is like and just like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, well. but what about her own child that Daffy just let go out into yeah, the but world? That, that kid was fine. <laughs> that's true the kid, the, kid, the, the kid brought Daffy the phone also if that's like what chicks are born like yeah you know, she, she only needed to, uh, it watched while it was an egg maybe she just did, maybe she's not coming back oh god maybe she's like oh no this one's nearly out of yeah. time and no one's here to see me go so off I go off I go yeah oh no no, no there's a paper trail though because she rang the agency yeah but she could have used a false name yeah, she could have. She have they cashed that, they cash that check yet? Mm, that's true. Good mm. bounce. Nobody knows. That's, that's a question for you, I squeal, president <laughs> of the <laughs> sitting agency. Uh, 
so yeah, it, it doesn't answer much, but like I, I, I like this path we've got because like I think it's safe to say now we've got a new character, mm. Brown Hector. Yeah, he's a different. He's well, I mean that the, the, the one we saw is dead now, but yeah, yeah, but I know. I, I keep an eye out for incorrectly coloured Hectors because yeah. thinking about it with his athletic prowess, like it kind of makes sense for him to be like a superhuman clone of some kind. Yeah. Um, uh, like, but I mean, like, and they're like, just trying to get the demeanor right. They're like, just like, trying like to get possibly it. that's why Hector's always under a different name. Maybe he's trying <laughs> to get away from the people who were cloning because because they, they took some fur. Yeah, well, ma- well maybe he's like him. you know, maybe he's like Hector Six. Mm. Like you know, he's just a, they, and they're just reiterating and trying to get the the temperament right. Yeah, and like Cinecolor sort of started this program during the war. Yeah. It's, it's, to try and make some super soldiers. Yeah. And that, that that's why his temperament's all over the place. Sometimes he's... So I reckon the one who's the foreman of Sylvester was either, like, where they stopped and went, like, that's that's good. Yeah. We like that better. Or he wasn't... Aggressive enough. Aggressive enough. Yeah. And they're just trying to get that balance right. Could this be connected to the, uh, the super serum uh, and the super oh. that Bugs tried to stop... Uh, way back when, uh, when he tried to stop the world from becoming a hideous so, super mutant ruled wasteland. So at some point, are we going to see um, bugs try and do like a a cynical raid and shut down their lab and go around assassinating Hectors? It's possible. Uh, like, it's definitely something to keep out looking out for because mm. we we know there was a super mutant issue. There was, yeah, or potentially was going to be, and maybe this has seen a resurgence a bit later. It's like. It's a bit like ju- Judgment Day. You yeah, it's going postpone, to happen. You can postpone it. Yeah, it's going to happen. But it's going point. to happen. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's something to look out for. Wow. Uh, we will look out for it next week, yeah, where we the episode you made a noise about earlier yeah. will happen, uh. and uh, we can enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, until next week, then uh, thank you for listening. Uh, you can uh, find me as mentioned earlier. Uh, I've got one more episode of the Prestige podcast to do with Rob over on Kaiju. Yeah. Uh, we're, we'll be watching Isle of Dogs uh, the latest Wes Anderson film um, and concluding my stint on the Prestige podcast uh, I'm also over on Merely Role Players at the moment uh, being a secret agent with a bad Scottish accent <laughs> how's um, that working out? <clears throat> uh, yeah pretty well yeah. pretty well I reckon good you know? uh, so you can find that uh, at Merely Roleplay on Twitter uh, or just search Merely Role Players wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find me on By The Mashton. There's me and Mike. We're doing a homebrew podcast where we're going to drink some beer, make some beer, and have a nice little chat about beer. And that's over on Kaiju It as is, well. yeah, it uh, is. So just head over to kaiju.fm. There's a whole world stuff. of stuff there. Uh, until uh, next week, where we'll join you again for the Space Jam Continuum. Until yeah. then, bye! bye.